You're listening to Never Sleeps Network. Friends, fans, and foes, it's time for Never Sleeps Network's Talking Wrestling, and I'm your host, Casey Corbin. Thank you for joining us today on the podcast, on the big show. Of course, you know what show we're on. We are on uh, the special series of The Road to WrestleMania, where we are discussing the best matches from each WrestleMania. Sometimes we're talking the best two or three matches, but some WrestleManias don't even have one match uh you know so that's what we're doing that's where we are today and we are on the road but before we get to the road you know what you got to do you got to hit up all those social media outlets where you can find us uh you can find us on itunes rate review subscribe give us a favorable review and a uh five-star rating and we'll send you a postcard from 1983, a wrestler of your choice, or a wrestler that we have available. Not only that, uh, go to Never Sleeps Network. Uh, Never Sleeps Network. Uh, our, our podcast is on there, as well as many other podcasts that you'd love. Not only that, uh, Spotify. We're available on Spotify, uh, and I'm sure you can probably find us on Apple Music as well. I know that you can. So check us out on one of those spots. Um, as far as on the Twitter, we are at TNW pod. Give us a tweet. Um, as, uh, on the, uh, Instagram, we are talking wrestling podcast on Instagram. Uh, send us a Gmail. We've gotten a few Gmails about the series so far on the road to WrestleMania. Uh, you know, a couple of them very kind one, not so much. They want us to go back to just doing interviews, but, uh, you know, Hey, uh, it's, it's, it's all talking wrestling at the end of the day, bud. Just relax. We're not going to stop talking wrestling when we're talking wrestling. So there's more wrestling to talk. So just relax, enjoy the road, enjoy the ride. And we'll have be talking back to more talking and talking and, uh, later on. But right now we're in a special series, the road to WrestleMania discussing the best matches. Oh yeah. Talking wrestling at gmail.com. Not only that, uh, on the uh, MySpace, we are at Talking Wrestling, friend of Tom's. Uh, not only that, we are also on Facebook, at uh, Talking Wrestling on Facebook as well. I believe those are all the social media outlets. Be sure to hit us up, uh, you know, jo- add us, join us, uh, list us, do whatever you have to do to give the show a little boost and help the show grow. And we appreciate that here on the show. Now, let's get to it, folks. We ended off at WrestleMania 10, I do believe, last show. We are we have done one volumes one, two, three to get to ten, but uh, this you know that's not a, that's not a good enough pace. We ain't gonna make it to WrestleMania and get all these WrestleManias done. So today we are gonna cut a good pace. But not only that, it's uh, we're gonna cut a good pace because it's hard to find a WrestleMania. With two amazing matches. Most of these WrestleManias. From 10 to 20. That's where we're going today. 
most of them are just one one amazing match and a bunch of other okay matches, maybe another good match. Later on, towards the end of 1920, you start getting multiple matches again. But uh, these ones, you know, after WrestleMania 10, we're going into WrestleMania 11. And WrestleMania 10 had, you know, uh, it had a solid, it had two amazing matches, the ladder match and Bret and Owen. It also had the title match of Bret and Yoko. And to be honest, Randy Savage versus Crush wasn't even that bad. You know, but then we get into WrestleMania 11, and uh, it's a bit of a stinker. I'm going to be honest, it's a bit of a stinker. You know, you got the Allied Powers against the uh, Blue Brothers. Uh, you know, uh, it was Razor Ramon and, uh, against Jeff Jarrett for the Intercontinental match. Razor gets the, the Intercontinental title. Of course, that's going to lead up to him and Shawn Michaels later on, I believe, at SummerSlam that year. Uh, you know, Bret Hart's race, wrestling. Bret Hart went from wrestling uh, uh, Owen Hart and winning the title last year to uh, to wrestling Bob Backlund, who he lost the title to, and whatever. But even the main event itself was Diesel and Shawn Michaels, and it wasn't even the main event because Lawrence Taylor versus Bam Bam Bigelow uh, was the actual last match. Uh, even though Diesel and Shawn Michaels were the world title match and it was on top. Uh, that match is a great match. It is a, well, it's probably the best match of the of that mania, with the exception of the fact that Shawn Michaels doesn't even want to take the jackknife powerbomb, and he somehow lands on his feet before falling onto his back as he takes this, uh, the, the powerbomb. Uh, this WrestleMania does not have an amazing match. It has a couple good matches, but nothing amazing. Lawrence Taylor's performance was uh, was was pretty strong uh, against Bam Bam Bigelow, but that's only because Bam Bam Bigelow has always been a fantastic wrestler and was the right blend and the right match for Lawrence Taylor. Uh, other than this record, other than that, this WrestleMania nothing really stands out, and uh, you know, and uh, that's just the, that's just the honest truth. So uh, so. We go. Uh, we're going into the next WrestleMania, and uh, that was WrestleMania 11. Where was that? I believe it was in. Uh, fuck. Where was that? 11. Oh Jesus. Hartford. Yeah, they went from New York back to Hartford. I guess they kept it close. But now we're on to the next WrestleMania, uh, WrestleMania 12, and um, of course we all know WrestleMania 12 is famous because of the Iron Man match between Brett and uh, Sean. And this is in Anaheim. And um, this match has, like, this has seven matches. And again, it's an, like, compared to the last WrestleMania, this one, way better WrestleMania. And and it was a pretty good WrestleMania creating moments. Um, For example, the Roddy Piper versus Goldust match was very memorable, the Hollywood backlock brawl, especially uh, when it parodied the O.J. Simpson um, cop chase on the freeway. Uh, it, it was uh, it was a memorable match. I like, When I look at this card, and I have not watched this WrestleMania in a long time, uh, but I remember vividly watching that match. Uh, Stone Cold versus Savio Vega, those guys are really good together. 
And uh, I think Savio Vega deserves more credit because at this point in Stone Cold's career, he was having trouble defeating Savio Vega. But WrestleMania, he won this match. But the, the only great match in this, the truly amazing match in this WrestleMania is Shawn Michaels defeating Bret Hart in the Iron Man match. And today, Iron Man matches are a half hour sometimes. But back then, but you know, this Iron Man match was 60 minutes. And it's not like when Ric Flair would wrestle 60 minutes every night, you know, and uh, a whole uh, a headlock would last 10 minutes long. And, you know, like this match was pretty uh, high-flying, uh, quick-paced. Uh, you know, it kept you in it for the entire hour and it doesn't feel like an hour when you watch it and um i hate this match i hate this match because i absolutely loved it because i love the rivalry between sean and brett and i'm 100 percent brett but i love sean as well but i'm still 100 percent brett and that's what bothers me about this match is because the champion has the advantage in every match, the champion has an advantage. That's why they're the champion. As the champion, they've earned the right to have the advantage. And the advantage is, when it comes to keeping the title, the rules are in their favor. For example, if they get themselves disqualified, they know they keep the title. That's their advantage. That's the way it works. They know that if, if, they, if, they get, if you get caught in a double countout... They don't lose their title. They get caught in a double countout. They keep the title. They might not win the match. They know if they get counted out, they don't win the match, but they don't lose the title. They have. There's only two ways to lose the title, by pin or by submission or by someone throwing in the towel. And Brett's not going to have anyone. In his, he's not even going to have his mom in his match from this match because his mom was probably there. But but I wouldn't have my mom in any match after she threw her in the towel against uh, against uh, Bob Backlund. You know, I'm just saying that that this match is the perfect match. And at the end of the 60 minutes, when the match is up, the match is tied, and the tie is a draw. And the champion walks away with his belt intact. That is called a title defense. He does, the champion does not have to win. He just can't lose. He can't get pinned. He can't submit. And Bret Hart did that. And Bret Hart did not win the title. He did not walk out of there with his title. Because there was a bullshit call, I think, by Gorilla Monsoon. And what happens next? They restart the match. So at the end of the match, Sean was in the sharpshooter for about a minute and a half, it seemed. And uh, then the match is over. And then there's like a good two minutes, maybe even three minutes go by before the match is restarted. And then all of a sudden, uh, oh, spoiler alert, in case you don't know this, the match restarts. Uh, it doesn't restart with Brett having Sean locked in the sharpshooter at the end of the match, just like it should have, that's the way it ended. It doesn't start like that, no. They go into the ring. Brett moves towards Sean. Sweet chin music. One, two, three. A boyhood's dreams is now his blah, 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 blah. Like, I'm sorry, folks. There's no overtime in wrestling. That's not how it works. There's no do-overs. It's just bullshit. And to me, 
I find the ending of this match more upsetting than the Montreal Screwjob because this match is so enjoyable until the very end, and then it's just a slap in the face, and you're like, really? I went through all of this to get to that? P.U. And as a shot, maybe, I don't know. Maybe it's different from the perspective of the Shawn Michaels fan. But if you're happy winning the title that way and not winning it the proper way, well, then fuck you, you know? Fuck you very much. Both your titles against Brett were pretty much fucking screw jobs. One was a scripted one and one was a real one. So that's the way I look at that, folks. Uh, you know, the hot take, hot take. Hot takes and hot cakes. That's what Case Corbin is all about on Never Sleeps Networks, talking wrestling. Um, folks, the next Mania was WrestleMania uh, 13. And, uh, you know, I'm just going to say it right now. You know who's the best match in that in that WrestleMania. And not only that, uh, it's the best match of all time as far as I'm concerned. And you're like, could you, could you have your lips any more connected to Bret Hart's arse? Uh, yeah, I could. But I'm only being honest. Now, uh, I'm going to be honest here. In this WrestleMania, uh, this is a solid. This is a this was a good WrestleMania compared to the last one. Uh, I thought this was pretty solid. Uh, we had uh, Rocky Maivia versus the Sultan, you know, uh, which is great because you saw Rocky Maivia uh, come out with his dad. And uh, Hunter Hearst Helmsley uh, defeated Goldust, and they were in a pretty good feud at that point. That was very enjoyable. Uh, you know, um, there was a tag team match uh, with uh, Owen and the Bulldog versus Mankind Invader, uh, double count out. Um, Psycho Sid versus The Undertaker was the main event. And uh... oh, oh, sorry, did I fall asleep during The Undertaker's match again? Um, I'm sorry, but him versus Psycho Sid didn't think it was going to be a great match, and it wasn't because the fact is the fact because the fact of the matter is uh, that's, every wrestler says that because the fact of the matter is the sixth match on the card was Bret Hart versus Stone Cold Steve Austin, and that is the greatest match of all time. I don't even need to go into why it was so great. Oh, maybe it's because because the double turn. Maybe it's because it's two of the best wrestlers in the sport at that time, uh, you know, uh, are, are you know are going head to head in a fantastic uh, no hold uh, submission match. Nonetheless, a submission match. Um, still, of course, we all know. Spoiler alert: Stone Cold does not give up. He passes out in a pool of his own blood. And if you don't know the story behind that, there was a no blood policy. At that point in time, but Bret Hart said, don't worry, we're going to get some juice because it didn't make sense. The original idea was Stone Cold was just going to pass out from the sharpshooter. And uh, that doesn't make sense. You'd have to how long are you going to have the guy on the sharpshooter before he passes out due to back pain? Uh, You know, but if he bleeds out, that makes much more sense. And uh, he bled out while in the sharpshooter, which made for an even better ending. Uh, Stone Cold never quit. Um, you know, uh, Brett wins. Uh, I thought Brett wins, or did he get disqualified? Yeah, he did win, and it's it's the best match ever. It's a perfect match, and not only that, the ending is perfect. K 
Ken Shamrock uh, throws Brett off of uh, Stone Cold. And uh, Brett immediately becomes the heel. Stone Cold becomes the face. And, you know, people are wondering, when does the Attitude Era start? Well, this match had a big part to do with the Attitude Era starting, possibly in this match, maybe even earlier. But this match was definitely the match that launched uh, Steve Austin to the next level. And uh, Austin's performance in this match is his best match ever as as well. Uh, You asked both of these guys how they feel about this match, and both of them feel that this match is like one of their greatest and most favorite matches ever. Where does this match rank on your greatest WrestleMania matches? let alone all-time matches. Does it make your all-time list? And does it make your WrestleMania list? Hit us up at TalkingWrestlingGmail.com and uh, and let us know. And we will read the results on the next road to WrestleMania. But wait, it sounds like we're done. No, we're just done with this WrestleMania as we're moving on. Moving on. Yeah, we're moving on from Chicago. That was the first uh, Chicago WrestleMania from WrestleMania 2, just to let you know. And we're going on to the next one. And the next WrestleMania um, was a uh, very successful WrestleMania. Uh, it was the WrestleMania that turned the tide in the Monday Night War uh, in the uh, during the Attitude Era. It is the uh, the Boston, Massachusetts WrestleMania. It is the WrestleMania, the only WrestleMania that I had a chance to go to. Um, I was on vacation, on a golf vacation in Myrtle Beach with the Beverage Brothers. It sounds like a wrestling tag team, but it's not. And uh, we were down there in Myrtle Beach golfing for a week. And the idea was on the Sunday, or we were going to leave on the Saturday night and get into Boston early Sunday morning and find tickets to WrestleMania. And we were going to go to WrestleMania that night and then continue to drive back home to Toronto, I mean to Ottawa at the time where I lived. And um, earlier in that, and that was the plan. That was the plan all week. Save your money because we're going to Mania. But we also had a deal that, uh, you know, uh, if if you lost at regular golf, you paid for dinner. And you lost at mini golf, you paid for drinks. Uh, wherever we went that night, paid for most of the drinks. And I lost at mini golf. And uh, we went to a place called the Dollhouse. It was a nudie bar. And, uh, yeah, and there, all of my WrestleMania money went out the window. And um, so I missed um, WrestleMania, a fantastic, well, not a fantastic, well, a very memorable moment. That Shawn Michaels Stone Cold main event with Mike Tyson, you know, there's something about doing it right, like having a proper buildup to Mania. And I'm not just talking... Rumble to Shawn Michaels. I'm talking like it seems to me the best buildups are always far and far and far before, like the mega powers explode. That seemed like it was a year a year buildup, or uh, the the at least uh, you know the buildup to the Iron Man match must have been at least six months. It seemed, you know, the buildup for Tyson and uh, Shawn Michaels. And Austin was definitely going for a while as Stone Cold was the lead guy sort of taking over Brett's spot and uh, going up against DX all the time. 
as well as everybody else. Because Stone Cold just did not give a shit. He fought everyone. This wasn't a bad WrestleMania. It wasn't a great WrestleMania. Nowadays, when you look at the card, it just seems like a regular uh, pay-per-view. Um, you know, the matches that stand up, uh, Triple H had a decent match with Owen Hart. And um, sadly, I believe this is Owen Hart's WrestleMania, the last WrestleMania. Um, <laughs> like, look at this, the new LOD 2000. Uh, with the new Midnight Express, no, thank you. Um, you know, the Rock and uh, the Rock defeated Cam Shamrock by disqualification uh, for the Intercontinental Championship. Um, you know, Undertaker wrestled Kane, Kane with Paul Bear in a singles match, but the main event was Stone Cold versus Shawn Michaels. And what made this match so good was uh, was Stone Cold. You really carried Shawn Michaels through this match. As you could see, Shawn Michaels, not just selling the back pain. You felt the back pain. You felt that he was fucked up. Uh, he really hurt his back earlier the, in that year. At the beginning of the road to WrestleMania, at the Royal Rumble, I believe he uh, fucked it up by uh, hitting, by taking a bump into the casket uh, during an Undertaker match or something like that. But he, uh, he messed up his back pretty bad badly and uh, you know it's really funny because after this wrestlemania we didn't see Shawn michaels for five years he was gone just gone there was no you know like at one time like it seemed like a year before they were like oh my god we can't afford sean or brett how are we going to keep them both how are we going to keep them both and they get rid of brett and then sean's gone uh six months later for five years and those five years, what happened? Brett just toiled away in WCW. They sat him like uh, they they bought him to sit him, you know, just so he wouldn't be a threat on the other side. And uh, that really sucked. It really sucked. I always thought that was funny because, like, you know, had they just let Brett stay, who knows how great the storylines could have continued to be. Who knows what Shawn Michaels would have done. You know, like, he was pretty messed up at that point. When Brett, when De Brett did leave, and then, you know, like, I don't know. Who knows? I just, you know, sometimes you see movies where they're on an alternative time. Like, they're at the same time, but it's an alternative timeline. Like, uh, there's uh, the High Castle, that show, the, the, the show where the Nazis won the war. And uh, Nazis in Japan won the war, and, the, and it's in a different world but on the same timeline. Like, wouldn't it be cool to see the wrestling timeline if, uh, if, if, you know, if Vince could somehow make it work that Brett did stay and there was no screw job, or maybe there was a screw job? You know, I don't know, but I wish, I just, you know, sometimes I wish we could turn back time and and I, I think, uh, I, you know, I wish Brett would have never went to WCW and uh, and I think it would have been awesome what he could have stayed and did and, the feud that he could have kept going with Shawn Michaels, let alone Stone Cold, let alone what he could have did with The Rock. Or, you know, it's just, um, it's sad and it's opportunity missed. And uh, But this is not a, a sad day of me going on about Brett's matches and why Brett's gone now. It's just, we, it's just sad because I'm not going to be able to say uh, Bret Hart had the best match at this WrestleMania because his last WrestleMania was 13. And now we are on 
to uh, WrestleMania 15. And uh, WrestleMania 15, um, was this the match with uh, with the main event with the four four guys in the deadly four-way, I think it was, where each, each uh, wrestler uh, was with a McMahon? Is this that match? Is this? No, no, this isn't that match, that WrestleMania at all. This is the WrestleMania where um, Stone Cold defeated The Rock. And that's probably the best match on the card. Uh, it's not an amazing match. It's a real solid match, a real good match. Uh, however, I will say my favorite match of this WrestleMania uh, was Butterbean defeating Bark Gun in 35 seconds uh, to wind up the winner of the Brawl for All series that was a train wreck uh, during Monday Night Raws of wrestlers getting injured because they were having real shoot matches where they were boxing and fighting and grappling for real. And uh, a lot of the wrestlers were getting fucked up because, uh, yeah, guys were really beating the shit out of each other. And Bart Gunn won it, won the whole thing. And what did he win? He won to get a boxing match with uh, an actual boxer by the name of uh, Eric Ash uh, Butterbean. And uh, in 35 seconds, uh, Butterbean defeated Bark Gun, and Bark Gun's WWF career, and pretty much everything else. Uh, everything else is gone, done. His career over after one knockout. It was so, so, so crazy. So that was WrestleMania 15 in a nutshell. Uh, see, I told you we're making it through here. We're making it through. We're making good time. We're doing a good time. Uh, so WrestleMania 15, um, yeah, that was that. And that was, uh, where was that? That was in uh, Philadelphia, uh, March 28th. Ooh, boy. Uh, the next WrestleMania 2000. I already know what the best match in this one was. Uh, it, uh, was the, it was the first of the first of many, as we could say. Um, the first of many matches, and this was the match that really uh, made three tag teams. Like for the longest time, there was no tag team division. It was two guys put together in makeshift tag teams: Owen and the Bulldog, Bulldog and Vader, Owen and Vader, Bulldog and Luger, Owen and and Owen and uh, Jeff Jarrett. You know, just they could they would just put up anybody together, and that's a tag team. But by this time, um, you know, the the uh, tag team division was a little more, a little more generated, uh, a little more exciting, and uh, three tag teams came to arise as they had a, a triangular ladder match, which would uh, eventually turn into the first. TLC match later on, I do believe, but Edge and Christian defeated the Dudley Boys and the Hardy Boys uh, that night in a 22-minute uh, match uh, that went on in the mid-card and stole the fucking show and was the best, um, the best match of that card. No other match on this card can hold a candle. Oh, can hold a candle to number four to the Edge and Christian match. I would just say um, the seventh match on the card was Chris Benoit de defeating Chris... Sorry, now this is confusing. It's a two-fall triple threat match for the WWE Intercontinental Channel Champion 
in the WWF uh, European Championship. Um, Chris Jericho walked in wearing the IC title and walked out wearing the European title, whereas Chris Benoit walked in wearing the European title and walked out wearing the IC title. You get that? Which means Chris Benoit defeated Chris Jericho by pin and Kurt Angle in fall one, and fall two, Chris Jericho defeated Chris Benoit by pinning him and Kurt Angle in fall two. Um, that was a good match that night. Of course, the thing is, is we don't talk about Chris Benoit matches anymore because, uh, it's hard. It's a, it's a hard, it's a hard thing to talk about, you know, as we, I'm not going to go into the other things, but I'm not going to deny that this match didn't happen. Chris Jericho and Kurt Angle are still out there and uh, their guest with the third masked man, uh, Pegasus kid, you know. Uh, it's still there. And I don't even know if these matches are available on the network. Like, if you watch this WrestleMania on the network, I wonder if this match even happens. Um, without this match, it's just uh, it's just a triple threat tag team match that steals the show. Uh, and I will say that um, in the main event, Triple H versus The Rock versus Foley versus Big Show might have been Big Show's one of his better WrestleMania matches. Uh, because the Big Show doesn't have many great WrestleMania matches. However, um, one he does have, uh, I'm sure I will dus- 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 discuss in a further episode. In a further... You ever hear that guy on YouTube goes, One, I will discuss in a further episode. And Big Show didn't have a good showing. As he likes to eat hot dogs. I hate the guy that talks like this. And it's not Robin Leach, and I don't know why. Anyways, we are on to 17. WrestleMania 17. 17. Houston, we have a problem. And the problem is, there's no Bret Hart in this WrestleMania. No, imagine if I was going to be like that. We're in the Houston Astrodome. The Houston Astrodome. And, uh... And we are about to see a WrestleMania uh, 18. Um, I do remember this WrestleMania. And it was a pretty solid one from what I remember. Um, I think this is the second Rock Hogan. I mean the Rock uh, Austin match. Uh, which is also very good. Uh, so as I look at it now. We have um, X-Factor, X-Pac and Justin Credible. Defeating Grandmaster Sexay and Steve Blackman. Uh, tag team match that didn't even make the card. Chris Jericho defeated World Amigo. Uh, let's look. At, oh, you know what? Uh, yeah, this is a yeah, this is solid. There's a, oh well, there's okay. Stone Cold versus The Rock is probably is the best match, and it is the main event on this show. Uh, they did a tables, ladders, chairs match as well uh, with the Dudleys, Edge and Christian, and the Hardy Boys. It was like a repeat of the. By this point, it was like these. Let's just put them in this guy. They put them in this match again. They were also in that match at SummerSlam. So this had become the third time they'd done this match. Poor guys putting their bodies through that. But there was also a great singles match on the card. Uh, just a regular singles match between Chris Benoit and Kurt Angle. And anytime Kurt Angle and Chris Benoit went at it, I'll tell you right now, those matches are a treat to watch. Um, you know, if if you can, and if you can understand, no, ju- if you can't watch, no judgment. Because to be honest, I have trouble going back and watching 
Chris Benoit matches because it's hard to watch the matches and then not think about what happened. And once you think about what happened, you're like, how can I even watch this? You know, at least that's the way I feel. Every now and again, I try to go back and I try to watch a match, but it's hard. And if you're one of those people that are like that, I empathize with you and and I understand. And if you're one of those people that can get by it and can separate the artist from the man that did those things, well, then I I guess I can respect that too. Like, again, you're entitled to your opinion and you're entitled to your life and it's not my job to judge your opinion or the way you live your life. So, you know, do what you want. However, Stone Cold defeating The Rock is the best. But this was a fun WrestleMania. Uh, the Iron Sheik de- winning the gimmick battle royal. The 20 old timers in this. It went 3 minutes and 7 seconds. Took about 15 minutes to get them all to the ring. But, uh, you know, uh, again, China versus Ivory. Uh, that was a good match. Uh, a lot of people were banned from ringside during that match. Um, you know, uh, Kane versus Raven in the big show in a triple cut hardcore match. Uh, and you know, it's, uh, it was what it was. It was a decent WrestleMania and, uh, but you know what? The next WrestleMania is far more memorable because, um, I don't know if you've noticed this, but there's a name that's been lacking from the road to WrestleMania that was very prominent. In the uh, the first three volumes of the show so far. And here we are in volume four. And we're 33 minutes in. We got maybe 15 minutes left of this road. And, you know, I don't know. I guess guys, like, Brett's not going to be. Like, where's Brett's next match on the road to WrestleMania? It's kind of done. You kind of see careers just take off and disappear and fall off on the road to wrestlemania you know as we analyze this and uh you know it's been a long time about well 10 years since uh since we said this man's name at wrestlemania maybe about maybe nine years but uh wrestlemania 18 was the wrestlemania known as icon versus icon and it just happened to be in toronto and i don't know why i wasn't there i don't know why i didn't go um, I know I was saving money to move to Toronto. I know I went to WCW Mayhem in 99. So there's no reason why I couldn't go to WrestleMania and why I wasn't there on March 17th, 2002. I really don't know. But there had to be a reason. Because I cannot imagine me. I didn't want to miss this. But I did. And I regret it. And I regret missing one of the greatest moments in the history of wrestling. A lot of people thought that Hogan was the bad guy with the NWO. And a lot of people thought The Rock was the good guy. But what a lot of people didn't understand that when Hogan got fired by the WWE or when he walked out of the WWE or when he signed with WCW, he ended a a, a tenure of coming to Toronto that had lasted uh, forever since since about 1983. Hogan uh, would would come to Toronto wrestle for Jack Tunney and Frank Tunney uh, for for decades. Uh, 
And Hogan was always a favorite in Toronto. All those years of Hulkamania had major stops in Toronto. On a house card against Paul Orndorff, Hulk Hogan drew 78,000 people at CNE Stadium at the uh, at the Central National Exhibition uh, up here in Toronto. 78,000. See Paul Orndorff and Hulk Hogan wrestle in one summer, 1986. Then uh, the Ultimate Warrior and Hulk Hogan. Ultimate Warrior and Hogan. Hogan loses the title. In front of 68,000 fans at a sold-out Skydome. And now, you know, Hogan is back. And he's going up against The Rock. And, like, I'm sorry. But Toronto has always been a Hulk Hogan town. And it will always be a Hulk Hogan town. And there was no doubt in my mind that when Hulk Hogan came out, NWO or not, he was going to be cheered. And he was cheered. And The Rock was booed. And those guys were too were smart enough to adapt to the match in their favor. And we got a great match where The Rock wrestled a little heelish. Hogan wrestled normal because he's heelish as is. Like even when he was a good guy, he's still doing back rakes, eye gouges, stomping on fingers, you know, closed fists. But this was a good WrestleMania aside from that because this was uh, after uh, WCW had been acquired by um by Vince and it seemed like me that maybe this was the first year where you could see the potential of of a uh, total um uh card having so much talent on it like you know Rikishi and Albert and Sky Too Hot against Lance Storm Mr. Perfect Test that's not even on the card that's the, that's the beginning match uh DDP versus Christian singles match for the title DDP won the title against Christian in his hometown, does the job. Kurt Angle defeats Kane. Ric Flair wrestled The Undertaker for the first time in that match. And I'm going to be honest, it might have been one of the first Undertaker matches that truly meant something that truly was good, that I thought was good. Uh, And it it made Ric Flair look good as well. And uh, the story behind that match is great. The Undertaker wanted to wrestle Ric Flair, and Ric Flair was not emotionally or mentally where he should have been at that time but the undertaker you know did a great job wrestling with flair edge defeated booker t great match as well uh stone cold against scott hall i wish this match could have been so much better but it was still good nonetheless uh scott hall taking that stone cold stunner is fucking fantastic um there was a tag team match next, uh, four corners elimination match, whatever. Next match, The Rock against Hogan, Icon versus Icon, and uh, just fucking amazing, just amazing. And the next night on Monday Night Raw in Montreal, double amazing, as there was like I've seen like a six minute standing ovation for Hulk Hogan. I felt bad for Trish Stratus and Lita and Jazz. The women's match that was thrown on after Hogan and The Rock. I don't know why Hogan and The Rock didn't close it. Well, I know why. Because Triple H has an ego. And him and Chris Jericho were going to be in the main event, whether they liked it or not. And nobody even remembers that match. It's probably a good match. But the fact is, there's only one match that matters in this WrestleMania. It's Rock and Hogan. Best match at that WrestleMania. We'll move it along. Thank you for... T- when It's about Triumph. Toronto gets another... 
another shot at a mania, I say. I don't know why I'm saying it with that little bit of an accent. But you know what? They came back into Seattle and the next year and had a solid WrestleMania with a lot of good matches, with a lot of great stories, and a lot and it was a really fun WrestleMania. And uh, you know, I look right now and I'm gonna tell you the best match is uh Brock Lesnar defeated Kurt Angle, where Brock Lesnar did that fucking moonsault and um, broke his fucking neck almost. Uh, but not only that, you had The Rock versus Stone Cold in another great singles match. Um, you had uh, Triple H against Booker T. Uh, the match that I thought was the best match of the night, Hogan versus McMahon was entertaining too, especially when Roddy Piper got involved. But what was funny was... I uh, read Roddy Piper's biography on the uh, on the plane ride on the way out to my uh, tour out west in Calgary, out and uh, out west uh, as or I guess out east. Yeah, at the time, no, out west. And uh, I was in Calgary uh, watching that WrestleMania on a big screen at a friend's place. And uh, when Roddy Piper comes out, I was really kind of upset because. He spends his whole book burying Vince McMahon in the WWE, and he's never going to work there anymore, blah, 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 blah. And then I finish the book, and he shows up at this WrestleMania. I'm like, ah, fuck, I got worked again. But uh, a very enjoyable WrestleMania. And uh, the best match, Shawn Michaels versus Jericho, uh, the longest match on the show, and uh, the, the show stealer, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, that is your, um, your, your, your steamboat savage match while brock lesnar and kurt angle is your hogan andre match and uh those are the two best matches but hogan and mcmahon was entertaining the rock versus austin entertaining you know and a really solid wrestlemania um was this wrestlemania uh in seattle and uh yeah is that it does that put us at 20 no no that's it can't be no that's 19 that's 19 so the next WrestleMania would be our last WrestleMania we're going to get through today. Um, now, uh, this one is back at Madison Square Garden. They went back from the big arenas into Madison Square Garden. And uh, after this one, they uh, they decided uh, never again. And they're only going to do big arenas, I mean big stadiums, after this one. So uh, this, this WrestleMania was uh, WrestleMania 20. And, uh, oh, and this is a WrestleMania that a lot of people don't talk about. Um, this is very emotional because a lot of the winners in this are they're gone. Um, you know, uh, John Cena, very young in this uh, WrestleMania, uh, defeated the big show for the United States Championship right off the start. Christian versus Edge was a great match. Uh, the Rock and Sock connection, following the Rock against Evolution, uh, Batista, Randy Orton, and Flair, 17 minutes handicap match. Very entertaining as well. Uh, Goldberg versus Lesnar. You know what? Uh, they got, the fans ruined this match, and you know you did. And we know how great Bull Goldberg and, Lenz, uh, and, and Brock Lesnar can be because I've seen it at, Summer, at Survivor Series here in Toronto, and they can be fucking amazing, even in three minutes, rather than 13. Uh, Victoria versus Molly Holly. Uh, Harry versus title match that was entertaining. Was it entertaining? I don't know if it was entertaining. But the matches that they talk about was, number one, the best match of the night, Eddie Guerrero versus Kurt Angle, and Eddie Guerrero wins the world title. 
the WWE title. The Undertaker then comes on, defeats Kane in a singles match, and then the main event is a triple threat match, Triple H versus Shawn Michaels and Chris Benoit. And Chris Benoit uh, defeated Triple H and Shawn Michaels by submission and uh, won the title. And that was the night that Jericho, I mean that Benoit and Guerrero, the two best friends, the two guys that left WCW despite WCW giving uh, Benoit the world championship, the world heavyweight title, you know, and all the chances in the world were coming their way. And they said, no, we've had enough WCW. And they went to WWE and uh, basically had to start over and go through all the mid-card and work their ways up to the main event. And finally, here they are at the main event, and they did it together. And uh, they're both world champions, the WWE champion and the world champion. And they're in the ring together as the confetti fall. And it was a beautiful moment that uh, people don't talk about because of Chris Benoit and uh, what he would later do in life. So uh, there we go, folks. Uh, that's, the, that's the bummer ending to uh, WrestleMania 20. Um, WrestleMania 21, back to Hollywood. I believe they went next year, which is where next year's WrestleMania is going to be. But let's talk about this year's WrestleMania. The coronavirus is, is taking out a lot of people, and people are wondering what's going on. I'm going to tell you right now, as far as I know, I am still going to WrestleMania. I am not going to let WrestleMania, no, I'm not going to let the coronavirus take me down. I'm going to go to WrestleMania. I'm going to drop the leg on the coronavirus. One, two, three. Have a great time at WrestleMania. Hopefully get a lot of interviews for talking wrestling, a lot of stories for talking wrestling, and uh, have a good time with my friends from We Watch Wrestling, Vince Averill and Matt McCarthy. And uh, I'm looking forward to that. But this weekend, the road to WrestleMania, the WWE's road to WrestleMania, comes to Toronto. And on Saturday night, there is a card at the Coca-Cola Center that is filled with 25 superstars from both brands. And they will be competing in the road to WrestleMania show here in Toronto. And I will be there. So next week, instead of talking about the regular road to WrestleMania that we're on, we're going to take a little... uh, we're on. Say we're on road one. We're going to take off one A, and we're going to talk about the Toronto show and give you a review of what happens here in Toronto and how will that affect uh, the road to WrestleMania. We're three, three to four weeks away, somewhere around that time, and uh, folks, it's getting exciting. And uh, I hope you enjoyed today's episode here on Never Sleeps Networks talking wrestling. Thank you for joining us on the road to WrestleMania. I am your host, Casey Corbin. Thank you for joining us for Volume 4 of The Road to WrestleMania here on Never Sleeps Network's Talking Wrestling. Thank you for letting us put a headlock on your ears, and we'll talk to you next week. Never Sleeps Network. This has been a Never Sleeps Network production, executive produced by Alex Ross. For more information and content, visit NeverSleepsNetwork.com.